Okay, we got the Berenstain Bears. We sure. got the Fruit of the Loom logo that apparently used to have a cornucopia around it, but it doesn't anymore. Okay. Obviously, the Nelson Mandela stuff. We have all mm-hmm. of these well-documented Mandela effect things that we're right. all trying to figure out how they changed, right? Yeah. I got a new one I want to add on to the heap, and this is one that everybody can relate to, and I know something has changed. Are you ready for this? Okay, let's hear it. Do you remember back in the day when towels actually used to soak up water that you spilled on the floor? Because they don't anymore. They <laughs> I don't. I do. I remember you'd, you'd grab a towel and you'd yeah. put it on the thing that you wanted to not be it wet mm-hmm. and it would be yeah. le- less to no longer wet because the towel yeah. soaked it up. Doesn't happen anymore. No. It does not happen no. anymore. The other night, dude, I was uh, I was drinking on a, a bubbly water, uh-huh. on one of them sodi waters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no sugar, no sweetener, no nothing in it. It's just water and bubbles. Okay. And it got knocked off the table, and a bunch of it spilled on the floor and on the couch and all this. And I went to grab some towels, and it's just like pushing the water around on the floor. It's not soaking anything up. And it's just like, I guess it just has to evaporate because towels don't work anymore. I don't like this update to the simulation. Because it's real, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. 100%. bullshit. It's, yeah, I mean, you can get big, thick, and thirsty bath towels. they just costly. Shoo. I remember back in the day, before woke, when towels did their job, <laughs> towels don't even want to work no more under Biden. You know what I mean? Towels don't even want to work no more. Wow. Our, you know what it is? Woke said, oh, you can't use all that fabric. Well, guess what? Hmm. Woke. I'm going to put together 10 towels and call it one towel. Take that, Woke. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. So that's it, man. That's a well-documented thing that we all have faced that just proves that this is all a simulation and that you're listening to the newest installment of the Horror Podcast. It's dead and lovely here with the host of the most. It's me, your Mandela buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Harleywood Steve? Was I always that? It changed. It didn't used to be like that. No, it was always that way. Always. It changed something. No, you got it mistaken. You thought it was Hollywood Steve. Nope. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Midnight Meat Rain from 2008. <laughs> the Midnight Meat Rain. Now, meat Rain. We've done a lot of movies that essentially have porn titles, but this one's yeah, the this, most you know, porny. Oh, it takes the cake, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's up there with like holes. Like that's, <laughs> that's the nastiest one, right? Holes. holes is the nastiest one. Come on. <laughs> They weren't even trying to hide it. Nope. Ew. If you want to get straight on to us talking about the meat rain, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But before we do that, we're going to have a Kobe or shoot the shit, talk about what we've been watching and all that other good stuff. So you better damn well get them socks and shoes off of them uh, leg feet of yours. Even if you're driving. Relax. Even if you're at the gym, I don't give a damn. Take them off. Take them off. If you're relaxing, if you're committed to this podcast, you'll do Uh it. Kick up your feet. You'll do it. If you're squatting. Kick up your feet currently. Just kick them mm-hmm. up. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And why don't you crack open a cold beer with us? I'm going to go ahead yeah. and crack one. You want to? Yeah, I'm going to crack open actually a cold cider. What <gasps> swerve? That's cider, right. I barely know her. <laughs> um, this, I mean, this is, uh, I live up, up here in, in, in Apple territory. And uh, if you come to Portland, you gotta try out a bunch of ciders because there's just so many varietals of apples, etc. So many different great uh, uh, 
cideries around here, and Yonder is one of them. And this here is the Yonder Palisades, which has blackberries and sage. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That sounds good. It's a six and a half percenter. So, I mean, for a cider, that's not too high, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. And I've got myself a Three Floyds Brewing Permanent Funeral. This is their beer that they did in conjunction with grindcore band Pig Destroyer. It's an Imperial IPA, 10.5%. It's on a big old pint can. I've had this before, and it is good as fuck, man. So good. I like it better than I like Pig Destroyer, honestly. Wow. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, speaking of good as fuck, this, the boy, this Yonder Slammer? Palisades, it, what happens a lot with ciders is the can will say it's some sort of flavor, but it's like just apples. It tastes like apples, yeah, apples with like yeah. a tiny hint of some other flavor. But real good cidery. Uh, he nails it. This this definitely like you're getting the blackberries and the sage a lot more than just apple Mm-mm. yeah damn that sounds awesome i'd say that's a good combo with all those things together huh yeah it's killing it <laughs> like nice and it, it's really drinkable too so i'm about to slow down because it is six and a half percent damn man yeah it sounds good man this uh this permanent funeral, I mean, as is typical of anything, Three Floyds is fucking fantastic, man. They really, they rarely miss. They're up there with like Lagunitas yeah. in terms of consistency mm. in my book. Everything they do is good. This one's like really resiny. Like it's not fruity sweet at all. I had an IPA earlier that was more kind of candy like. And yeah. I was like, ah, whatever. But I bought it, so I drank it. Yeah. But this is more what I'm looking for in an IPA. Dude. Really, really good. Let me tell you, speaking of Lagunitas, last episode. The new nightmare episode. After I finished that Lagunitas uh, Willitized. Oh man, yeah. My brain was swimming. <laughs> that yeah. Twelve and a half percent got at me. Fuck. I was like, I, I seriously like listening back on the edit. I was like, uh oh, this guy's buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> He's for schnicket. <laughs> nice man. It performed as advertised. Oh yeah, huh? it was great. Yeah. Nice dude, dude. We have been still enduring. The snowpocalypse here in Knoxville, Tennessee, man. Wow. This has we been just got out of it. the longest that I have seen ice and snow yeah. sticking around in, I mean, dude, like 20 fucking years. It's been insane. Yeah. The sidewalks and everything are just ice on top of ice. We had one day where like it rained, kind of like yeah. mist rained mm-hmm. just a little bit, and then it got down to like two that night. So it just made a new coat of ice on fucking everything. It has been crazy, but today is the first day that we had that was like double digits uh, temperature-wise, so it actually did a good job of melting quite a lot of it. But yeah, you're saying Portland's pretty fucking bad? Oh yeah, same thing. Same thing you just said. Like, we, we uh. had we had snow for a few days, and then like, it, um, the snow was, it was there, but uh, some main streets were drivable as long as you, you stayed slow or whatever. Mm-hmm. But by about two in the afternoon that day, started getting some some like ice and and snow and freezing rain, packing down this stuff that's already packed down a bunch, and then the next day, yeah, the entire city was just an ice rink, and there was no getting anywhere for days. And it was terrible. <laughs> it mm. sucked. There was you couldn't walk anywhere. Like you couldn't. You, like 
we couldn't get out of our parking lot very easily not not with a car i mean even just walking like it, it, yeah yeah and i was not brave enough to do it anna did it i was not brave enough to do it because i stepped out and it was like immediately like oh this is like i can't do that i can't stand on this and if i fall yeah. it, like it's gonna break something for sure <laughs> so i i just stayed inside and went insane for Ooh. so long you going full jack torrance or what Oh, no, it was just like one of those things where it was like, I wish I could just go to the store. Not just because we yeah. needed stuff, but just to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like one of those things where you, you have you, I'm sure you guys have probably had this where you realize like, oh, I just like to do anything. I just like to not <laughs> be inside. Dude, the weird thing is, is like. 2020 lockdown times reawoke something that has been dormant in me since my my homeschool days. Oh yeah, where I can I can lock in indefinitely and it does not matter. You like, just I've hunker not had down. Even I, really, I've not <laughs> even had one moment where I was like, man, I really wish I could get out and do stuff. I mean, it helps that I live in the city and not just in the country where all I have to see is my yard. Like, I can still go out and walk the dogs and stuff, and that's cool. Oh, so I'm still getting okay. out just every time I let the dogs Oh, out, yeah, we but. couldn't even walk Salem. She was going crazy because, like, there was just nowhere to go. There wasn't ice. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah. a low rider, too. She's so. a low rider, yeah. They do not like that. Like, seriously, it was every time we tried to, like, let her out in our little back patio which was also covered in ice it was like she would look at us like why why have you done this why do you keep doing this like every <laughs> yeah, time you, you open the door this? you make it this way why yeah why <laughs> why don't you do something about it master <laughs> jesus christ yeah i'll tell you though honestly the snowpocalypse couldn't have come at a, a much better time because okay. it really let kate and i both just use it as an excuse to be full-on lazy and just recover which is something that we've needed to do since august of last year like the last quarter of 2023 was just brutal just totally punishing non-stop for us so uh then especially after the holidays and all that man we really needed an excuse to stay inside not plan stuff not do stuff watch a bunch of movies and just be fucking lazy i don't know the last time that both of us have been in this mode at the same time where it's just like you know what sweeping the floors can wait till another day it took me like three days to restring a guitar (laughs) like one day like i brought i brought like from my studio i brought the guitar i wanted to work on and like a set of strings over to the living room and then just sat it down and we watched a movie instead and i took it back to the studio that night and then like the next day i think i did the same thing and then finally the third day i change strings and it took like three hours just <laughs> fucking lazy but that's it's awesome. good to have an excuse to do that it's been good guilt-free recovery time yeah and we have watched a lot of movies oh yeah we did too we, we didn't have anything else we could possibly do so it was just like watch another movie i guess yeah, yeah. seen any goodens yeah yeah a whole lot of goodens i'll start with the uh, uh, a good that's a comedy uh it's called bottoms and bottoms i don't know this one it's uh uh Rachel. is that a sequel to holes yeah <laughs> it is it's the secret to holes our sequel to holes bottoms it's the secret to holes. Uh, the secret bottoms. to holes is bottoms listen hmm. nobody wants a hole that's bottomless you gotta have a bottom in that hole <laughs> anyway let's see so uh it has uh, rachel senate i believe is her name who is in um bodies 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 which we did last hmm, year okay. 
Ayo Adabiri, who's in the, who's in Chef, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a kind of like if Super Bad was about women who you know are largely lesbians and want to okay. beat the shit out of each other. They're not little lesbians. They're large ones. They're largely <laughs> lesbian. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, not little pocket-sized lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> Bottoms was great. It was really funny. I, I very much enjoyed it. I, I that's fun. It. Yeah, it's fun. Um, watch Clue just for fun. Oh, yeah, those. great. I mean, yeah. we've done it on the show. Go check out that episode. I've seen it a gajillion times. Still great every single time. Yep. Yep, that's right. You got to get that big buy energy somewhere, and that movie brings it. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Uh, we watched Lizzie, which I've mentioned before on here. It is yeah, a yeah. movie about Lizzie Borden that has uh, Chloe Sevigny and um, uh, Kristen Stewart, and they're both great in it. And it's it's really good. I I very much enjoy it. Uh, Chinatown, boy. Hmm. I've heard of that one, but never seen it. That's like a classic movie, right? It is, and, and and it's got so much good going for it. So much good going for it. The fucking ending is just depressing. Just Ooh. so depressing. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, you know, the Polanski movie, too, so... Uh, fuck oh, okay. Polanski well, just yeah. a little yeah. side note fuck Polanski always yeah. uh, but don't actually have sex with Polanski Mm-mm, mm. no. Mm-mm. Yeah, no no don't give him anything cool um <laughs> also watched Coherence again this is a rewatch for me it's a low budget kind of um I don't want to say too much it's, it's really a movie you should mm. experience but it's it's a uh a comet is is passing overhead and some strange occurrences start to befall our characters hmm. is it horror um no i'd say sci-fi okay the ending is who hmm who anyway i won't say much uh it's it, interesting yeah it is it, it's i think it's on amazon prime i'm not sure where we watched a lot of these it was kind of a blur you know like we did stock up on on uh weed <laughs> so we were we were pretty set during that time to just sit and do nothing um has got to do something to keep warm yeah absolutely. burn some bush so yeah uh coherence i think it's all prime but yeah definitely worth worth a watch uh we watched uh oceans eight because we had recently okay. watched oceans 11 yeah. through 13 and had meant to watch oceans eight how I, is it? It's been a million years yeah. since I watched it. I remember thinking it was fine. Like, I didn't yeah, hate it. Yeah, that's right. It. That's, that is it. That is correct. It is fine. Um, fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, you, you cannot fault anyone in it, especially Anne Hathaway or Kate Blanchett. Like, they're, they're doing great. Uh, Rihanna, I think, is the only one who has, like, a full character. <laughs> like, it, she's killing it. Um, it's just that... <laughs> It, it it feels like a lot of the the you know the female remakes of that time it feels kind of forced and it it's like also feels like it's talking down to the audience it's mm. supposedly for because like instead of robbing a casino they're robbing a fashion show they're robbing the met gala like what would a woman rob huh? yeah <laughs> Uh, the grocery store. Oh, not big enough. Uh, a, per- a purse shop. Uh, <laughs> they put all the money in a purse. Uh, 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 a maternity ward for all the babies. Uh, 
They all want the babies. That's what they want. <laughs> anyway. And there's also like less of them too. It's like, hey, yeah. eight. I don't know. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't really do a lot of the fun stuff. It's because it's not Steven Soderbergh. Like, oh, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Steven Soderbergh, because we watched that and we were kind of like, eh, it was like, well, let's watch Logan Lucky. And oh, man, that's so good. That's Soderbergh? Yeah, yeah the Soderbergh. And fuck, it's great. That. It's so yeah, good. That is a good one, man. That's yeah. one of those like rare movies that you watch and you're like, these people know people from the South. Like, uh huh. Yeah. And, it and, is written correctly. Well, I mean, Channing Tatum is, is from the South. Adam Driver, yeah. I don't think is, but he served in the military. I'm sure he picked up some, some accent Dude, along the way. He does a Daniel good job. Daniel James Bond in there is yes. so fucking great. Daniel Craig man. is great at Southern accents, I think. He's just good at them. I think he's great in everything. Honestly, yeah, I don't think awesome. I've ever seen him in anything where I've been like, man, he was terrible on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed Logan Lucky again. Like, you know, it's... Uh, I guess we were doing like a lot of heist thriller stuff because we also watched Jackie Brown. Uh, which Dude. is so good. Is it? Like, I, I watched that one time only. Uh-huh. I think it is one of the only... Well, let's see. I've only seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one time. Yeah. I think it's the only other Tarantino movie I've only seen once. And I have no excuse because that movie is fucking 30 years old now. I think maybe... It, I don't know. Like, it, I I think it's great. I don't think people yeah. talk about it enough. I think maybe somebody gave Tarantino a note. Like, you're not you're not being serious enough. So like Jackie Brown is a little more serious. I think I feel like in tone than a lot of the other stuff, but it's great for that. Like it just shows how good he can be. Like, like he can direct this pretty straightforward crime thriller drama thing. Um, it's like very seventies from what I recall. Right. Yeah. And this is following, following Pulp Fiction, you know, and, and, and Reservoir Dogs where we've seen him like mess with narrative and stuff, but now he's showing us a much more straightforward, though we are seeing a couple of different narratives from time to time. It's still pretty like just straightforward. Um, and I mean, everybody in it is great. Samuel L. Jackson, Pam Greer, right? Pam Greer, gosh, yeah. killing it. Yeah, it, Robert De Niro as like oh, stoner, shit, yeah. just straight out of kind of stoner dude, straight out of prison. He barely talks through the first half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I need to watch this again. There's so much of it that I've forgotten. I'm sure I'll watch it, and it'll basically be like seeing it again for the first time. Yeah, I yeah, I I highly recommend it because for me it was. I had seen it back in the day and really just didn't stick with me and i felt like it was too long but watching it now it was like no it's perfect perfectly nice no problems with oh and also michael keaton in it playing uh the ray ray i can't remember the name of the character but he 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 plays the same character in out of sight uh a couple years later exact same character they're both elmore uh leonard's adaptations so okay. he's playing the exact same character, and that's cool. It's man. cool. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. See, I remember watching it not long after I watched Pulp Fiction for the first time. So I think that that was the bar and style that was in uh, my head. Yeah. So I was kind of uh, let down with Jackie Brown, right. but you know, now having watched all of his other flicks and enjoyed them, maybe I can go back in and look at it from a different angle Absolutely. without that Pulp Fiction expectation it. in my head. Yeah, because yeah. it's got a lot of the stuff that he goes on to do in later stuff that you yeah. don't see in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. So, yeah, it, it was cool. Definitely worth 
rewatching if you haven't. Um, okay. Also, uh, you know, I think it was a few months ago we watched Resolution, and I really wanted to finish the the trilogy uh, of Resolution, The Endless, and Synchronic, and The Endless. Uh, Great. Synchronic. Uh, not as good. I feel like not as good as Resolution and The Endless, but also really cool. And like, has, Jog my memory. What series is this? Okay, so uh, 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 Moorhead and Benson, <laughs> direct these directorial uh, and, and writing duo, they wrote the movie Resolution, which I think you maybe have seen. Uh, and we should definitely do on the show because I, it, to me, is just so interesting. Um, then uh, they they made that, and then they made this other movie, The Endless, which is in the same world as the first one and can be seen as like a spirit or, or like a, a kindred sequel. Like they exist in the same world, and some things overlap a little, but it's a, a completely different story. And okay. then synchronic, same thing, completely different story in a, a f- far different location where the first two were kind of near each other in location. This one's far different location, but some of the same substances from the first two are in there. And then it's, I don't want to say too much because they're all very like, it, it, hmm. it has to do with time, essentially. I'm uh, looking at the IMDb and I've not seen this. Okay. Okay, well, we need to do this then. We need to do resolution soon. I'll write that down. <laughs> I like Tommy Wimey stuff. So yeah, I I'm think. On board yeah, with that. and and I highly recommend like if anybody you know because I Synchronic had Jamie Dornan and um, uh, Anthony Mackie, and I I imagine some people maybe have seen Synchronic without having seen the other two because the other two are more indie movies. So if you've seen Synchronic and haven't seen the other two. Watch the other two. It might make Synchronic make a little more sense. Not that Synchronic doesn't make a ton of sense, but that's kind of why I don't like it as much as the other two, because the other two, I'm like, okay, I have to figure this out. Whereas with Synchronic, it's kind of straightforward. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Um, We also watched Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. Terrifying uh-huh. movie. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> ah, well, Brutal. Mickey Rooney. Whoo. Buddy. No, not as fine as sour. Not no. Let's no. Not that. Mm. Uh, um. Also, the ending of Breakfast at Tiffany's, the movie is dumb, and the novel is, is different. And I think they should have gone with the novel ending. But of course, audiences of that time wanted it to be happier. But Aww. I think uh, otherwise. Really love the party scenes and stuff and whatnot. But Audrey Hepburn's doing this like. She's a manic pixie dream girl type of thing, you know? Uh, and she's doing a great job at it. I, I think she's awesome at it. Um, oh, yeah. Then, uh, just for inter- interestingly enough, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> You've been all over the fucking movie map this week. This is a lot of different tones. <laughs> well, listen, this was just an itinerary we had going on. We had breakfast at Tiffany's and then a Weekend at Bernie's. Um, weekend at Bernie's. Let me tell you this. If you haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's, watch Weekend at Bernie's. And if you haven't rewatched Weekend at Bernie's, because you think I, haven't. I saw it as a kid, there's no way it holds up. That was my feeling going into it. I saw this as a kid, no way it holds up. Holds yeah, sure. up. It's great. It's so funny. Really? Yeah, the physical comedy. The I mean, it, it, it's 
it is so silly and so well done. And Terry Kaiser playing a corpse for most of the movie is great. He's so good. He's killing it. Um, I yeah. I mean, there's some elements to it that aren't amazing. I'm not saying they don't hold up. I'm saying like <laughs> like the type of the type of rom com stuff where you're like, I don't want these two to get together. He's not good for her. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, other than that, hilarious. Had a great time. It was a blast. I, I recommend going and watch it. It's on Hulu, I think. I don't even know the last time I saw that dude. I bet it has been <laughs> minimum 20 years. Wow. Well, you, all the time in the world to fix that now. All right. <laughs> uh, for Legacy of Brutality, we watched The Wind, which I think I mentioned a few weeks ago because I just I've seen that. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wind uh, from 2018. Great. Slow burn, gothic horror, Very slow. western. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if uh, Legacy Brutality it's a lonesome has, kind of movie, <laughs> yes, Legacy of Brutality has been on a slight hiatus for the past couple of weeks because we, I both got a full time job and, and we are moving uh, at the same time. Uh, don't worry, I'll figure out a workflow. It'll be all set. Love you all. Mwah. Um, but uh, we also watched over there on uh, the screaming chat, Galaxy of Terror, which is a Corman movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a Corman movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with some effects by James Cameron in there. Jimmy uh, James! That's right, you got a little uh, Robert England in there without Freddie makeup on, which is weird. They should just have him wear Freddie makeup in every movie, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like Robert England is Freddie in makeup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes! How did we not catch this last week? Right? <laughs> Because he is, though. He is. I mean, really, you see him and you're just like, he doesn't look right. No, because he's got un- human makeup to cover up his Freddy face. Exactly. He's got smooth skin <laughs> makeup on to yeah. cover up his burns. Yep. Uh, and then on, on Sunday, uh, uh, over there on, on Discord, we watched Dawn of the Beast, which came out like 2021, I think. It's on Shudder. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, it's, cool title. Yeah, cool title. There were there were some... there were. Listen, it, it, it wasn't horrendous we often do far worse movies it just felt like maybe they over like they overreached their grasp somewhat with like the pool of talent they had for actors Mm. going a bit dramatic but also going too dramatic on a movie that essentially ends with a Wendigo and a Sasquatch fighting, which is rad. Okay, sign me up. Right? Yes. But the rest of the movie up to that point, I mean, it's it's so slow and whatnot. It's just, there's some moments that were cool, for sure. There's some shit CGI as well. <laughs> there's some performances that are pretty good. There's some, that's so great. Um, hmm. But yeah. Sounds like a mixed bag. It was. That's what I would say. It was a mixed bag. So if you're looking for a Sasquatch movie, this wouldn't be high on the list, I don't think. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Those are all it's a the bumper crops. What you been watching on? Man, we watched a thing or two this week while we've just been lazy and relaxing, and it has been pretty fucking great, dude. We watched the dang old Mario Brother movie, okay, which was a delight. It is I'm fun. not talking about the old one with a Leguizamo right. in also, there. I'm talking about that fun. new one. <laughs> yeah. God, it's been forever since I've seen it's that. It's so but, weird. Dude, that new Super Mario Brothers movie was 
a fucking delight. Yeah. I loved it so much, man. There were so many little nods and Easter eggs to yeah. so much of the Mario franchise. It made me really evaluate how much of my life I have spent with Mario. I mean, uh-huh. I'm, I'm seeing stuff and being like, oh, man, that's from Mario Game Boy. That's from Mario 3. That's yeah. from Super Mario World. That's from 64. That's from Mario RPG. That's from Mario Kart. You yeah. know, Super Smash Brothers. Like, all the fucking games I have played literally as long as I can remember. Yeah, this Dude. this was like... This was kind of my critique of it when I heard people saying it was amazing. Because I watched it and I would say, it's fun. Yeah, it's totally fun. It does exactly what you're talking about to people our age. And that's exactly what they intended to happen. They wanted you to connect with a product you've liked. Yep, and it that's totally my, worked. That's my critique of it, but also like I, I don't care. I like the Lego Movie. Like I like Barbie. I'm I'm not yeah. saying these things aren't fun and can't be done well. Uh, I am saying oh, yeah. like yeah, they're just you know relying on that old consumerist's heart to start pounding when you see a potential product you could buy. <laughs> Hey man, can't help it. it you, you know, can't. it's yeah. one of those things that, especially on a what, what day did we watch it? It was like a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, you know, that's a good time, time to watch. watch. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had just made I think the best pancakes I have ever made oh. in my life. Some of the best I've ever had. Period, dude. It was like a lemon blueberry sour cream pancake. Mm. I'm telling you, dude. I might have to turn in my Southerner card here. I might prefer a sour cream pancake over a buttermilk pancake. Mm. Okay, I really might. I'm going to send you the recipe, and you fucking try it. It's going to blow your damn dick off. It okay. was incredible. All right. I'll, Amazing. Listen, I'll put on my, my pants that keep my dick on despite you any force put behind it. And if it blows those pants off, well, we got a problem, buddy. I think that if you were eating these pancakes and you were doing like a full tuck, you know, if you're fully <laughs> yeah. tucking your stuff. You know me. It might just explode you from the inside. Oh, Everything shit. Okay, might I'll be sure so not don't to do be that. tucking when I yeah. try this recipe. Yeah, yeah I'd be love sure to hang Mm-hmm. So it was a great watch over brunch. It was just what I wanted on a Saturday afternoon. It really, man, it, it awoke something in me where I'm like, dude, if they made like a, a fucking Castlevania movie with the same reverence for the franchise. Uh-huh. Have you so seen this fun. show? People seem to like that show a lot the, the i need to watch it i Netflix. remember watching the first uh episode or two and thinking it was pretty cool but for some reason i didn't finish it i do this often with stuff so yeah. i need to go back and me watch too. that again but yeah it totally punched all the nostalgia buttons i had a great time made me want to play some damn video games so maybe that's next on my on my laziness list um we watched some other stuff that we had heard about that has been up for some you know oscar talk and all that jazz it's that season of year where we we all know the Oscars are a bunch of bullshit and none of that stuff really matters and the real good stuff never wins. Mm -hmm. But I still just want to know what people think was the best stuff that came out. So we've been trying to go through some of those. We watched The Holdovers, that new uh, Alexander Payne joint that come out with a dang old, uh, what's that feller's name in there? Uh, uh, Paul Paul Giamatti? Yeah. The Rhino? Dude. Mm Mm-hmm incredible movie yeah it is okay. so fucking great dude. i'm don't let the yeah. fact that it's a christmas movie put you off um it takes place at christmas but i don't think it's especially christmasy okay. dude it's fan fucking tastic it's just a character study movie you know it's yeah. one of those things that i could okay. tell you the entire story and it wouldn't really reveal or spoil anything 
but the characters are so good and so believable and so well written it'll it'll just blow your mind it was really one of the best movies that I think came out in 2023 so good fucking loved it Um, same thing with uh, May December that's one that I I saw on a bunch of lists for potential you know award season kind of nominations it's a uh, it's a Netflix movie it's got a Julianne Moore and a Natalie Portman in it Mm-hmm. And it is weird. Okay, <laughs> it is a, dude, it is a strange movie. It's it's based on that thing that happened. I don't want to say it was like two thousand five ish, where in real life there was a school teacher lady who got pregnant by a twelve year old. Okay, student, Mary Kay Letourneau. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Yes, and she had the baby in prison, and then they got married, and yada yada. So. It's not using that story by name. Like, it, it's not saying that it's a, a film about that actual case. The names are changed and shit. Mm-hmm. But it is that. Okay. You know? It's kind of like a fucking... Um, what's that Ty West movie that's a Jonestown, but it's not? Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, the Sacrament. Mm-hmm. The Sacrament. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of deal. And Natalie Portman is an actress that's going to play Julianne Moore's character in a movie... And she goes and spends time with him to kind of like study her character and ask her questions and all this shit. It is so fucking weird. Like when you put okay. it that way, it just sounds like it would just be an average kind of drama thing. Uh-huh. But it has this weird, like campy ass melodrama aspect to it that almost feels like it's like lifetime movie cosplay, but with like real actors and budget and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, it's. It's weird. It's All weird. Right. It's one of those movies I kept watching, and it's not like I was on the edge of my seat or anything. I wasn't like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going to happen? But I was just really uncomfortable watching it because the tone is okay. strange, man. You need to watch it. The performances are great, too. All right. I'm interested. That I like I, everything you just said. I can't imagine how that comes together, so I kind of want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it doesn't sound all that interesting, but man, it's fucking strange and really sad in some parts, but then also just bizarrely campy and weird and over the top at other parts. Odd one, man, but definitely worth a watch. It's on Netflix. We watched Anatomy of a Fall. That is one that's up for a whole bunch of awards, and I I don't think I liked it. Have you seen any trailers for it? No. No, I don't know what this is. It's a is. cool idea. There, There's a, a man and a woman that are married. They have a son who is blind. And one day, the husband falls from the top of the house and dies. Okay. And it's kind of a whodunit sort of thing. Like, maybe the wife killed him. Maybe he killed himself. Was the kid involved? And it's kind of going through the entire courtroom procedure and all the home life events surrounding it. It's okay. I mean, the performances are fantastic, and it looks really great, but man, it's just, it's two and a half hours to tell this story, and I just don't think I really cared that much. Huh. Okay. Well, if somebody recommends it to me, I'll be like, eh. You know, (laughs) I didn't love it. Maybe you would. Kate liked it more than I did. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what I liked a lot more than that. Let's hear it. The goddamn... Dungeons and Dragons movie on oh, yeah. Among Thieves. It's awesome. Fuck me. Yeah. It was so good. It had no reason to be as good as it was. Right. I 
loved it. It was so fun. It had so much cool, you know, fantasy ass shit in it. Uh-huh. But then also a good amount of humor on top of it. It was kind of like if if Game of Thrones got James Gunned. It was that mm, okay. kind of feel to me. Okay. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I've watched it a couple times. It's it's really fun and you yeah. know, like um I have not really played Dungeons and Dragons, but I caught a ton of the references and I know for people who do play Dungeons and Dragons that there are a lot more references in there. Uh kind of, you know, uh like they did such a good job at if you just have any cursory knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons, you can follow. But it, even if you don't, I think you can follow the movie. Nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna alienate you. I feel like it just worked for anybody. Yeah, I've got a buddy who plays D and D pretty frequently, mm-hmm. and I told him I'd watch it. And he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "It was good, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." That's what I wanted to hear is from somebody who had played the game. Yeah, like if they. Mm-hmm nailed the tone or if they butchered it and he's like no they were actually pretty respectful for the source material Mm -hmm. and you know he said that the humor style and some of the jokes that were in there like when they're having to like cross that bridge and there's all the rules and shit Uh uh-huh he's like that's really how it plays out when you play D &D." right and i'm like oh that that totally makes sense you can kind of get away with that slightly more modern style humor because if this was real people playing the game that's how they that's play. how it would go yeah, uh-huh. yeah exactly yeah. so it kind of made it make more sense to me almost added like a meta layer onto it where you're like oh this is just like a visual representation of some dude sitting around a table playing D. uh it was really fun if they want to do more movies in that style in that universe I mean, obviously, there are endless amounts yeah. of source material in the D&D Well, D&D-verse. and that's always been the disappointment for D&D fans is every time they've made a D&D movie, it's like, who is this for? Yeah. Uh, and they finally made one for people who play the game. So, yeah, if they continue to do that, you really do have a gigantic, <laughs> like, almost endless world you can explore. For real. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, I'd love to see some sequels, and Chris Pine was great, and I yeah, also uh, Hugh Grant, I loved him. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. he was great. So yeah. schmarmy, he was yeah. great. Uh, I yeah. loved it. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, just overall, just a fun uh, movie. Very enjoyable. I'm starting to enjoy Chris Pine more as, like, not conservative Chris Pratt. I'm enjoying him more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Chris Pine. I think he's great. Like he, he really does. Like, uh, seems in his off time to just be living his life and just enjoying himself, and that's great. Like he, he's, I, I, I hate the idea of somebody chasing stardom and stuff. To just see somebody who's good at their job, and when they're not at their job, they do their own thing. It's cool. And he looks like Gary Johnson, yeah, from Team America. I'm saying this, and by the time this comes out, it'll be like Chris Pine, the murderer. <laughs> he murders orphans, lures them in with oh, promises no. of a home. <laughs> Fuck! Why did I, I say take it back? Cool? I take it back. We're talking about him right now. He seems cool. <laughs> Fuck. And the only other thing that we watched this week, we're trying to get back on our, our Docu Monday train that we were doing uh-huh. for a long time. We watched a documentary on Mondays to become more smarter people about stuff That's and how learn that works. things. Uh-huh. That's exactly how it works. Uh-huh. Man, we watched uh, American Nightmare, okay, which is yeah. a, uh, a three part documentary mm-hmm. about the. 
people kind of called it like the uh, the Gone Girl kidnapping. Right. Yeah. I, I dude, it's fucked. I think I watched the the little Netflix trailer for it, and I was like, oh yeah, that seems wild. Is it? Yeah. Is it interesting? Is it worth a watch? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. It is, man. Definitely. You know, trigger warning stuff. There's there's kidnapping stuff. There's sexual assault stuff in Whoa. there. Oh, no, no uh, It's not as like grimy and sensationalized as they could have made it. Like they played it, I think, pretty respectfully. Okay. Uh, but man, there's a lot of like things going on with the narration that are obviously there for dramatization and to kind of sway you into thinking one thing when it's actually this other thing. Uh huh. Uh, one thing they do not hold back on is showing how fucking shitty the cops are the entire time. Oh, great. Oh, my God, dude. Some of the, like, interrogation room footage and, Uh like, police statements and shit that they show. Dude, you're talking about two, like, good-looking, middle-class, normal-ass, you know, white people in California that the cops are throwing under the bus, dude. It's like, if they were one shade more tan, Mm -hmm. they would have been under the jail. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty common for California police. They no. got they got they got their gangs. They their clearance yep. rate is largely, uh, you know, them dealing with homeless people. They don't they don't really do anything for public service. They're just assholes out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Worth a watch. It's a pretty good documentary, man. I uh, I enjoyed it quite a lot, and that is about all that we've watched. Oh, other than I've watched a few more episodes of that new season of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, Fuck man. me. Bash at the beach, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that one's Holy one. Shit. Like, if you... Oh, okay. So, if you don't know anything about professional wrestling, and you've heard us talking about it, and you're like, I don't know. I kind of, I'm kind of interested or whatever. This is a good entry point, I think, into the insanity of pro wrestling without murder or like drugs being yeah. involved. Well, there were drugs. Yeah, it's not definitely. turbo depressing. There yeah. were definitely drugs involved. There's no way. It is. It is just chaos. It is just like what is going on. It is a clash of egos. It's hearing so many like super like. You know, guys like Bischoff and, and uh, Vince Russo and Hulk Hogan talking and knowing, like, I don't know if I could trust anything they're saying. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. dude, no. The entire thing plays out like Russo and Bischoff are like two kids in a sandbox playing tug of war with a Hulk Hogan action figure yeah. being like, you're playing the game wrong. Uh-huh. This is how Absolutely. you play Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it, it's... It's so childish yeah. and stupid, and they both look <laughs> shitty. So, yeah, so if you like when uh, childish, shitty adults look shitty, <laughs> which I know people do. Perfect. That's like most reality shows. Yeah, it's true. This yeah. is exactly an entry point into Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> Totally, man. So yeah, don't worry about it if you're not a wrestling fan. No, you'll still, enjoy you'll still it on, be like, what? <laughs> um, I think I might watch the Marty Janetti episode tonight, which I've heard Dude, is batshit insane. Wild. That man is a compulsive liar. It seems like, and oh, he's so charming. Like just that that level of southern charm that of course is charming only to a certain set of people because they're yeah. obviously very off putting. But he's, like, so charming, and, and like, you don't even kind of care that, you know, he's kind of lying. But then sometimes some of his, like, most outrageous lies, it's like, wait, is that true? Like, (laughs) (laughs) because if that's true, that's, what? Ah, so, yeah, the Marty Jannetty episode 
wild just wild damn okay well i'm looking forward to watching it ma'am yeah it's been a good week of watching good week of just being chill i know that i'll definitely need it considering that february is going to be a very busy month so i've enjoyed it even got myself a dang old massage this week oh yeah so relaxed Uh it's been good man but i hope that you're relaxed steve Uh, i am yeah yeah, I think so. I hope that you are. I hope that you're ready okay. to enter the preview palace. Oh, welcome to the preview palace. Yeah, I was there scared you are. See, it. I caught you off guard, right? You did. I was like, oh, no, I wasn't ready. Well, that's the first of many because I'm springing a very special yeah, surprise. I don't know what sneak this is. Attack. I'm interested. Preview palace. Let's hear mm-hmm. it. Well, here's the thing, Steve. I've known you a long time. Mm-hmm. People have been listening yep. to this podcast a long time. That's right. We've all heard you talk about yourself and what a wealth of information you are about hammer people you've talked about this so many times i know every hammer person that there is to know i do say that all the time you ask me my favorite professional wrestler i'm like van hammer duh dude i mean you're always talking about the hammer people Uh whenever you heard that we were doing the midnight meat rain Mm -hmm. you were like finally a hammer person movie (laughs) i already know about this Uh vinnie jones kills people with a hammer he does Thor style Duh. sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm here to put you to the test. Okay. And see if you know all these hammer havers that I have made a list of right here. It's quiz time, bitch. No. You ready? I really wish there was a theme song right there. It's quiz time, bitch. And then boom, theme song. <laughs> Okay, like I'm that. just going to include like that. that as the theme song yeah. and then cut yeah. out the bit where I said there should be a theme song, but leave in the bit where I'm talking about that bit now. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Edit. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play almost like a taboo-style game with here. I'm going to avoid all the keywords. I'm just going to give you some vague clues okay. about these hammer havers, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you about a minute each on these All right. and see if you can guess the hammer person, okay. since you're such an expert. I'm excited. I, I do claim constantly to be an expert on hammers and hammer people. You're always talking about it, mm-hmm. dude. So here is a game of hammer havers. <laughs> Let's hear it. Do you have any questions about the game? Uh, I think I think I understand. If I I might not, but we're I we'll get into it. I'll I'll reserve my questions until they might pop up. All right then, I'll start you off with some easy ones. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start the timer as soon as I start giving you these hints. All right. Start the clock. All right. <laughs> okay. I am a person from the '90s. Mm-hmm. I have been known to be involved in music. Okay. And wear a very baggy pants. MC Hammer. Oh, he's got it. Okay. Master right, of good. Ceremonies Hammer. Master of Ceremonies Hammer. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. That was an easy one. Gotcha. I'll let you in easy on that. 16 seconds. You did pretty it's well. It's going to get more, more tough after this, I said. It very well could. All right. Okay. If you're not ready. Okay. You ready? Mm hmm. Let's hear it. All right. Round two. I am a person who will really irritate. Some brothers that wear red and green and uh, jump around, maybe eat mushrooms. You're going to have a hard time getting by me. Duh. Mm. Jump mm. around. Need more maybe hints? Maybe eat mushrooms. Red yeah. And green brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. They're red. They're green. They're going to have a hard time getting past me. Uh-huh. 
In fact, I have a brother of my own. Okay, okay, okay. That's all right. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe you can just, uh, maybe you can get bias. Maybe if you have a, a special power-up that allows you to ah, shoot balls the of Super flame Super Mario Brothers. Duh, come on. But who, but who am I talking about? Oh. Five, four, three, uh, uh, two. The ha- Hammer what? Brothers. Okay, you got it. Yeah. At, the, at the fucking buzzer, <laughs> buzzer dude. Literally yeah. at the buzzer. Yeah. The Hammer Bros. Exactly. <laughs> that is the hammer haver we were looking for. Okay, you passed the test. You yeah. passed the test right Sweet. there. Okay. All right, round three. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. I am a person who is involved in the perhaps the oldest athletic trials of one-on-one participants okay. competing in uh, one of the oldest athletic sports that there is. Um, I am from a dynasty of other people mm-hmm. that compete in this sport. Um, my brother, or maybe it's cousin, I can't remember. Someone in my family has a long goatee that he would stroke vigorously. Okay. Um, I Oh, here's a good hint. I look exactly like Ricky Skaggs, bluegrass musician. <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might suflex you. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Damn <laughs> you it. Got, how did you get it? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I couldn't say, say wrestling. That's the thing. Oldest suplex, competitive. I was like, oh, well, Greg the Hammer Valentine. No. Yeah. If you don't know, he looks like Ricky Skaggs. He like does. Dead on. He does. It, Greg the Hammer Valentine is just one of those guys that when you look at him, you're like, boy, he's got so much head with very little shoulder. Just born to be a stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Like, genetically, genetically stepdad. stepdad. All right. You ready for a toughie? Yeah. <laughs> Some of these have already stumped me, so let's go. <laughs> That's true. All right. Okay. I am a person who plays music, but I play one of the least cool instruments. Okay? Okay. Do you have any guesses what the least cool instrument might be? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, the triangle. Not cool. Not okay. Cool. A little bit more common than that. A little bit more common. Common uh, band instruments, but it's not very cool. Tambourine. I'm the... N- Keyboard. No, I'm... Yeah, okay, yes, yes, yes. You there said keyboard. Uh-huh. I am playing the keyboard. Mm-hmm. I played with a lot of jazz fusion groups in the 70s before getting into 80s soundtrack work. Okay. <laughs> I believe I did the soundtrack for, what was that, that fucking Dolph Lundgren movie that we did? Dark oh, Angel or whatever? yeah, uh-huh. I think I did the soundtrack on that playing my keyboards. Oh, man. I don't know this I'm guy's European. name. <laughs> Um, hmm. uh, ha, ha, ham, ham, er, ham. Okay, ham, you got you got a few more. You're okay. Okay, you're actually not far off. Oh, Ten seconds. <laughs> Ten seconds. Um, uh-huh. you're not far off. Um, let's see. My name looks like one of the Brady sisters' names. Jan, Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. <laughs> Jan Hammer. <laughs> <You got it>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Come, again, right at the buzzer, dude. Right at the buzzer with Yan Hammer. This is intense. You did a great job. I told you to get ready, dude. Yeah. This is a surprise. Fucking hammer have her attack. Yeah. Woof, man. Okay, we're not through the worst of it, though. Oh, you ready? No. Let's hear it. Okay. I hope that if you want to spend time with me, you are prepared to decorate tons of little tiny figurines. 
with mm. nerds. With nerds. With nerds. Because I am a recreational hobby mm. played by nerdy people who love painting little tiny figurines. Oh, Oh, I I think I've also been made into a video game recently, and maybe I think even a movie, if I'm not mistaken. That apparently was very bad. Okay, uh, I am somewhat in the fantasy realm of games. Okay, Warhammer. Yes, yes, you got uh, it. I'm I was Warhammer. like, I, I was seeing the figurines in my head there forever, and I was yep, like, what yep. is the name of this? <laughs> I wonder how many like bangs on the steering wheel this quiz has led people to. Oh on. man, people are probably pissed at me. Like this dude, they're trying a, to buzz in. <laughs> this dude's a shithead. If they could see me, whenever you're giving some of these answers out that are guesses, I'm giving total uh, Steve Harvey looks. I'm just oh, exhausted. Man. <laughs> I know? deserve them. I deserve. Yeah. Hands oh, on hips. Man. Just. He, he's oh a, lord. He does I that say. one where his face just goes slack and he looks at exactly. you under his yeah. eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's been me yeah. many times. Many, many times. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. You ready for, for another hammer? Absolutely. Let's hear it. All right. All right. I am a mythical figure which can be. Only carried by Yolner. a very oh man, see that was an easy one, <laughs> yeah, right? That was really easy. meow meow. See, I, <laughs> meow, I was trying, meow. I was trying meow, to change meow. them up here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an easy one right there. Okay, you ready? Uh huh. I am a young hunky boy. Okay, who pretends to be other people. Mm-hmm. My name sounds like a division of the military. Army Hammer. I knew. Army Hammer. Yeah, when, you got Hunky Boy gave it away, right? Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to get the cannibal at some point. <laughs> oh, oh shit, that was him. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Whoops. That's really funny. <laughs> okay. All right, this one's going to stomp you. Okay. I got two more here. They're mm-hmm. both pretty fucking hard. Let's see if you can pass the test. Because so far, yeah, you are living I've, up to I've your fucking them, self-proclaimed yeah. hammer master. Yeah. Fucking expertise <laughs> that you apparently have. So far, you are strutting that ass. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. Second to last round. Let's go. Yeah. I am a person that plays a percussive instrument. Okay. I have played in a genre of of music that is prominent around the Nordic lands. Oh. Okay. You got any guesses what kind of music that might be? Uh, I mean, like a death metal, a black metal? Okay, black metal. You uh, said it. I, I am a person who plays a percussive instrument right. in many legendary black metal bands mm. that I'm, I know that you have heard, and we have talked yeah. about many times on the show. One band where there is a lot of murdering and stabbing uh-huh. involved. Yeah. Which band might that be? Uh, uh, fucking, oh, the name of the band? Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Fuck, fuck, Well, fuck. no, but I'm the drummer in that band, the, but it might oh, give you some hints. damn it. Oh, it's shit. I, I it's know. kind of like saying chaos in a yeah, way. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. Fuck. I'll give you phonetic hints. My first part of my name sounds like a, uh, a cleaned up version of the Underworld. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I messed that up. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. My first part of my name sounds like another name for the underworld. Okay. Hades Hammer? Uh, you're not far off, actually. 
Okay. Go more common. Okay. Uh, he- Hellhammer. Hell- Hellhammer. You've got Seriously? it. Seriously? <laughs> Hellhammer was name? the drummer for Mayhem. I, Mayhem. The band yes, I was going fuck. For. I was like, what was their band's name? God damn it. Yeah. Played in Immortal. Played in Demon Hellhammer. Board Gear. Tons of bands, man. Okay. Hellhammer, dude. Right. I know somebody had that well before you. Yeah, did, they were man. mad as hell. They were let down. Yeah. They're like, he's talked about how much he knows about this shit. Yeah, I do all the time. Every episode, I have Hammer Corner. Where I talk about a hammer person. Yeah. Always. Yep. Yeah. Every and here you are. Failing almost. Failing. <laughs> okay. Maybe you can restore hope with this one. The last one on our hammer haver quiz. Are you ready? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh. I am the titular character of a song written by the greatest boy group to ever come out of the UK. What, what group is that? greatest boy group uh we're just a couple of lads oh 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 maxwell silver hammer yeah dude you got it maxwell damn that was fast actually shit (laughs) by the beatles maxwell Silver. you got it man (laughs) i seem to know the beatles better than i know mayhem and i i don't really like the beatles that much so (laughs) i hate that about you i I know it's a hateable trait (laughs) dude you kind of lived up to your own reputation. You passed the Hammer Haver quiz. Yeah. I listen, and I will therefore continue every single episode to tout my knowledge of every single Hammer person. Of all the Hammer Havers. Yep. <laughs> you are the master of the Hammer Havers. Look at you, dude. I, Damn. I, I'm impressed. Listen, I'm going to put this on my resume. Next time yeah. I'm looking for a job, it's going to say right there master of the hammer havers then they'll be like well, all right you're hired guy and they'll be like what was that about and you'll be like listen to episode 348 or whatever and then it they'll is. go to shake my hand to say like never come back and i'll piss myself <laughs> and, and then they'll be like yeah but i tried to clean up your piss with those towels and just like you said on the episode it didn't soak up anything so you're hired so higher it's a it's a roundabout way to get the job but i'll get there yeah, you know the secret truths, and you know a lot about hammer havers. So there you go, man. Here we are. Well, I'll tell you what: we got ourselves a hell of a hammer having fucking bullet tooth Tony in the midnight meat rain. Yeah, which I'm gonna go ahead and tell you straight out front: huge problem with the title of this movie. The train actually runs after like 2 a.m. It is not even remotely a yeah. midnight meat train mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah, huge cause, issues. Cause Does not perform as advertised. If you were to kill an entire you know train of people at midnight in whatever city this is it's supposed to be new york city in the in the story and they were originally going to shoot new york city but they shot in los angeles but they did do some things to try to make it kind of look like new york city but it doesn't anyway but dude here's a problem a midnight train would be full of people you'd kill so many people yeah (laughs) oh tons man but if you titled the movie what it is the 2 a.m meat train Uh uh-huh then you see two am meat train and you're like this is a badly translated porno movie <laughs> two am meat train it's two penises i guess i guess well, two of listen, them are meat that's trains. okay so here's the thing about a meat train is it does require several penises because a that's train fair. a train has to be at least you know an engine and a, and a second car right and a caboose. Well, see, so you okay. got you got to have three dicks then, I guess, for a meat Minimal. train. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
this is so Clive two Barker. and the meat train would be very fucking misleading too right this is Clive Barker so the the fact that it sounds like a gay porn is not surprising to me like it's on brand yeah yeah I mean the guy is he's a cosmic horror author who also writes erotic romance into every single thing which is like so anti-cosmic horror but so perfectly awesome for what he does and he's got a niche he does and i i think that i think a lot of times we've gotten subpar adaptations of some of his work but you you know know, we have hellraiser which is solid we have Candyman, which is great um this is not on the same level as hellraiser or Candyman, but it does have a lot of really cool shit i really enjoyed so much of this movie some of the things that drag it down are a real shame but i'm not mad at it you know i'm kind of there with you it's not it's not great yeah it's also not terrible no (laughs) i don't care all that much about it but this is one of those things that you see and you're like clive does have a unique voice i mean for sure do cosmic horror it is always the lovecraftian elder ones fucking tentacles and crazy Uh, weird lights and yada yada that we've all seen and i love that shit it's very cool uh but it's it's like clive read call of cthulhu and he's just like be like cool if there's more dicks in it hey (laughs) well here's the thing you can't you can't watch this and really get what happens in the story because in the story you sure can't yeah in the story the f- photographer guy ends up being fully driven mad by the the uh you know uh eldritch abomination uh, and Very then like yeah. yeah and then uh, you know proceeds to worship it and and his arc is he hates new york city uh, and then by being by being like you know accepting this eldritch abomination and worshiping it he begins to love the city uh which you know Hmm. is probably i haven't read the entire story but it's probably clive barker making some interesting observations about the city and people moving to the city and whatnot and this is not carried over into the movie the movie what is the story of the movie the movie is about Um. a guy (laughs) who's really should not be getting any sort of showing of his photography he's not good at yeah, it he should give not up really <laughs> <laughs> um there's there he has a melodramatic girlfriend that he's in like crazy oh, soap man. opera scenes with uh while there are cartoonish uh, killings happening in a subway car like it, the the movie's all over the place but all over the map the yeah. story seems to be that he he wants to be an artist he's not but he wants to be and he then becomes a butcher what is that what is that art <laughs> like there's no there's no they try they don't try to connect it with any tissue then there's no. the whole like there's the illuminati type group that like knows this is happening and continues this so that they can keep up their deal with these, uh, you know, subterranean abominations. Uh, and yeah, the last 
10 minutes of the movie Monsters. Right. Which is, they're great. They're so awesome. No complaints about that. But that whole, like, angle with this secret society doesn't get really, like, developed, which is... Not at all. It's out of fucking nowhere, dude. Yeah. And then also, like, you have, you know, Vinnie Jones killing people with a hammer, which is great. But here's an issue I have. He... At no point when the meat train like is shown with the dead bodies are we shown any less than six dead bodies. So I did the math, Ben. Okay. If we consider the time, 1895, when uh, it, it seems to have begun... Yeah, the oldest train log if that he, he has, killed, which I guess he has to have those for reasons. I yeah. don't know why. If he killed at least six people a night to feed these creatures, he's killed a quarter of a million people. Um, wow. Also, if he kills six people a night at a minimum, he's the fourth leading cause of death in New York City. <laughs> is getting meat trained. Is, yeah, getting on the meat train. And nobody is investigating. I understand you've got a secret society. You need to develop that angle more. <laughs> Because what? That's fair. It makes no sense otherwise. Nobody's investigating that many disappearances every single night. Every single year. Just total, absolute disappearances. They got on a train. They never came back. Yeah. I think that would really slow down tourism. Yeah. And people moving to that city. I think yeah. their economy would be pretty busted as a result of that. Absolutely. So huh. there's all those issues with the script. Then there's also some very regrettable CGI because there's yeah. a lot of great practical effects. So the CGI the is just like, what is this for? Like almost everything that you're saying does sum up this movie where right. for everything that's happening that's good or there's that's a bad cool, thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's a huge butt yeah. right next to it. It's like, yeah, these these Eldritch things look fucking awesome. Yeah. But what the fuck are they? Bradley Cooper is great, but his character makes no sense. Like, well, here's the thing. Everything has a big butt next to it. I got Midnight I, butt train. <laughs> Midnight butt train. That's the, that is the porn version of the already porn <laughs> yeah, Midnight sounding butt train. Yeah. Midnight butt yeah. train. Uh, Bradley Cooper, I just, I had this realization because we've been watching Always Sunny and just watching him, it's like, Charlie Day could play every role Bradley Cooper has ever played. I love it. I but love this idea, man. I Bradley love this. Bradley Cooper I love can't. It. He cannot play every Charlie Day role. He can't. It's true. He can't do it. So I don't know how that works, but dude, yeah. like seeing Charlie just interjected into this movie would be great. Where he's he's going all crazy and he's yes! got the fucking you know, the, the map with the board of him yes! figuring out this whole conspiracy and him taking these photos and uh-huh. shit. Like, That's what I, I want. love it. That's what I want. And I also want uh, the the girlfriend and the cook at the diner to be part of the society. I want that to be a reveal near the end. Like, this could have been a really interesting, like, thriller that seems like it's about this society, but then at the end, it's actually about these fucking eldritch abominations. <laughs> That's, like, so cool. And that's what the movie seems to be thinking it's doing, but by, like... Yeah constantly not really following through on story threads and whatnot it kind of fails at that but i still 
I don't have a ton of complaints when I'm actually watching the movie because so much cool stuff happens and I'm like, eh, this is worth it. <laughs> this is worth the first time you stuff. saw it. Yeah. Oh, this this very watching was the Me first too. time I saw it. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. This is, uh, of course, a um, uh, Patreon pick. Uh, Brandon Lesseur put this in. And yeah, I've I've seen it so many times on streaming services and thought like, oh, I mean Bradley Cooper, uh, you got uh, uh, Brooke Shields, uh, yeah, yeah, you got Leslie Bibb, etc. Like just a lot a of Clive Barker movie. Sign yeah, me up. Yeah, a lot of things that would make me interested, but for some reason, I feel like it was always the thumbnail that bluish two thousands tinge to it. Oh, always dude, made me yes. just be like, I'm not sure. And then watching it. It's there the whole it's that, time. Dude. Yeah. The look of the movie is so 2000 and late. Yeah. Like you watch this movie and there is absolutely no mistaking when this was made, man. When yeah. it's when it's uh depraved and grimy, it's blue green. When it's sentimental and sappy, it's orange. Yeah. Like it is that thing. Like yeah. it's in that time period where every movie poster was blue and orange, where every movie was teal and nasty or orange yeah. and warm it is so very yeah. dated in terms of the aesthetic it is and when bradley cooper is dick stabbing leslie bibb it's orange what yeah. the fuck is that sex scene what's happening <laughs> that's what is going that's on there bad sex listen he started out you know he was he was he was eating it from behind or whatever good job two seconds later just fucking like dick stab dick stab dick stab done <laughs> and i like i don't know if that is meant to portray some kind of turn that he is taking right. so we've not seen him like bang elsewhere in the movie so we yeah. don't know if he's more of a you know lights off missionary kind of relationship right. here it just seems like wow they have weird uncomfortable sex that she does not seem to enjoy no. at all. Yeah, and wow, they have good no she? chemistry yeah. also too those two on screen together yeah they're not zero they're not fucking great. chemistry yeah i agree uh she had much more chemistry with ricky bobby and cal Naughton jr absolutely man 100 <laughs> percent. also like dude one of the first things in this that i just find not very believable she is excuse me clearly not mayan whatsoever she claims to be maya she clearly is not you know i hadn't really thought about that that is you know not mayan stolen valor yeah she's sitting here saying i'm maya here i am i'm Maya. no you're not you are not the entire mayan people nor did you sing ghetto superstar uh-uh, not so once get in the movie, out of here. unless that's a deleted scene, you know? <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about names, let's talk about, of course, I mean, you know, we've all heard this name. I'm, I'm only mentioning it because in 2008, of course, it was the most popular name out there because you couldn't swing a cat without hitting a Jurgis back in 2008. Oh, dude, everybody had their school friend Jurgis. Jurgis was my best friend yeah. in eighth grade, Jurgis. Yeah, you'd be picking up Jurgis. a cat by the tail to swing it around. And Jurgis yep. would be like, ah, you've hit me. Damn, you hit my Jurgis face. Uh-huh. And a uh, nearby Jurgis would be like, you okay, Jurgis? Yeah. Jurgis. <laughs> That's a human name. Ordinary human name. <laughs> Ordinary human name. <laughs> yeah. What? I, Jurgis is, 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 is a wild swing. I, I also just like the fact that the characters, the main character's name is Leon just never hits right for me. He does not look like a Leon. 
He does not. Bradley no. Cooper. Bradley Cooper looks like an exotic bird that's scared. He doesn't look like a Leon. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think about the only people that do look like a Leon are oh, Leon Redbone. Yeah, Leon Redbone. He does look like a Leon. He is the one Leon. That's what Leon looks like for <laughs> sure. He does not look like a Leon whatsoever. And, you know, this is like Bradley Cooper before he was Bradley fucking Cooper of fucking <laughs> <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook and shit Bradley like that. Like fucking Cooper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we call him. Yeah. You know, this is before his time. And, I mean, he does a good job. He's a good actor. Yeah, I I think he, like, I think he read the script the same way I'm reading this character. He read this character and was like, oh, he's dumb. And that's how he portrays him. Like, his look on his face oftentimes is just... I'm I'm out of my depth, but he's acting well, he, like yeah, he's doing yeah. that. Like I feel like that's his read on the characters that this guy is kind of dumb, which is why it would have worked so good if literally everybody in his life was part of that secret society and they were yeah. driving him to this. But that that's worked, not what's yeah. happening, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah, I think he's he's doing a good job. Like. Honestly, like these good performances in here, largely Vinny Jones, of course, being uh, gigantic and somehow sneaking up on everybody. Like there's there's <laughs> yeah, a shot stealthy, I one. think of almost everybody who's killed a Vinny Jones behind them, like just over their shoulder, and <laughs> I was just like, how is this man? sneaking up on them <laughs> right fucking cat like over six foot former footballer yeah, bullet tooth so tony big. vinnie jones oh man stealthy let me tell you I, I picked up a second beer uh at work today yeah? um yeah i i was trying to find something that would fit with the movie and we had some stuff with midnight in the label but uh i decided to go with a Moonlight Brewing, Black Beer, Death and Taxes. (laughs) In life. In life. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Stephen Byers recommended this, uh, and it is one of his favorite beers, so I'm I'm really interested in trying this out, because he's got great taste. Let's see if that passes the hammer test, you know what I mean? (laughs) I I didn't want to mention my hammer test that i have for all beers that is of course can it get me hammered and when right, i hit yeah. it with a hammer what happens sure you got to find out yeah so i'll see if it gets me hammered and then so after it's that a black hammer beer a black hmm. beer yeah I, that's one of the uh that's one of the original humors that they tested for back in the olden times right? yeah yeah green bile black beer <laughs> make sure your vitals are in check test the humors <laughs> oh, buddy. Let me tell you what. That, oh. Ooh. What's it do? Oh, <laughs> what's it do? Hmm. Let, uh, How's you it know treating what? your green bile? Let's just keep talking. I'm going to have to take a few more sips of this because a lot just happened. Oh, maybe it'll affect your, your humors of the liver. You I know? really hope maybe so. Maybe it'll affect yeah. those. <laughs> maybe affect your, your red blood. I don't know what it'll do to you, man. Getting that gray matter, just tear shit up. Man. Who knows? Is it strong? Is it a strong beer? No. It, oh hell! Uh, I think it's. I think it's not very strong. But it, man. It, okay, so it has that clearly like the the charred grain taste to it. But that's not very strong. It mostly has like more of a a chocolatey taste at first. But then it's like fruity, maybe 
Weird. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, chocolate can have that fruity character to it? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. It kind of has that. But, of course, there's no chocolate in here. So, that's so interesting. But, Weird. yeah, man, it's really, really tasty and crushable. Um, Yeah, it's a 5.3%er. Not, not, too, not too heavy. Okay, it's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hmm, no, I... Okay. Oh, boy. I definitely would pick up this again. Like, if, if I'm looking for a nice, refreshing beer that's got a little bit more depth darkness yeah uh-huh because man this is great well let me tell you another thing about leon in addition to it. being just kind of a dumb dumb uh this guy is out here trying to be a pro photographer and clearly does not know shit about no. dick about taking a no. damn photograph no, no this guy all. shooting from the waist yeah doing focus blind yeah i mean <laughs> he's the goddamn annie oakley of photographers i'll tell you absolutely. that absolutely yeah i i was wondering how Kate was reacting to any of this. <laughs> she knows how to take a photo she and she's sure like, does. that ain't, that ain't it. That, ain't it. that yeah. ain't it. Man. Yeah. Dude, him out there like shooting at three in the morning in the dark. At no moving flash. Fucking targets. And, yeah. Move it. That's the issue. Dude. Is the, it's, it, he's not, it's not a stationary target in the dark. So he, he can't get a prolong, uh, like a long exposure or anything. He's trying to shoot a, a moving figure in the dark no flash like where's your light source what is this supposed to end up looking like because i'll tell you what it's gonna end up looking like it's gonna be black (laughs) it is just going to be a smudge yeah what's gonna happen when you develop there's no fucking way it's just it's not just that it's like i i don't know that this is where i'm kind of questioning some of his uh bradley cooper's choices because he is shooting from the hip a lot. Like, no yeah. <laughs> no looking. This this is a film camera. This is not a digital camera where you can just get a bunch of accidental shots and maybe they'll turn into something. No, he's doing that. Mm-hmm. He's also, he's he's got this move where he goes uh, landscape, tw- uh, two shots, portrait, two shots, back to landscape, two shots, back to portrait, two shots. <laughs> what manic photographer would do this it makes no sense dude it's one that's fucking photographing the city for the first time because no one's ever done it the dumbest thing the fact that brooke shields did not laugh in his face My doesn't God. make any sense that's what do you mean you want to shoot the city which again is vague city but they they put up green street signs los angeles has blue street signs so they obviously uh-huh. were trying to new york it up a little bit but i it never feels like new york to me it kind of uh, has that feel that hellraiser does where it's like is it in america or the uk right. i i don't know really. <laughs> right. like, this is like a very ambiguous city that it's yeah. in but dude any fucking city buddy Somebody has somebody, photographed. Somebody it. has photographed it. Somebody's caught the heart of the city. Uh, you can do it as well, but you're you're not the first guy, <laughs> dude. I wish we would have had a moment in the movie that was like his real, you know, light bulb inspiration moment where he's walking around and he's like, "Somebody ought to photograph this." <laughs> that's this that is one hundred percent. an I think you should leave sketch like that's right? Tim Robinson just walking around the city and looking at things and like, huh. boy, oh, that'd be a nice, be a nice picture. I'd hang that yeah. up on my wall. <laughs> it's like seeing like a, a fucking Dutch master painter walking around and seeing a bunch of bowls of fruit and being like, huh, huh. somebody ought to paint these. <laughs> <laughs> Bet nobody's ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. They, yes, they have. 
Somebody has. Guess what? Yeah. That yeah, so he but that's it. Is that's why it would make all the sense in the world if Brooke Shields was in on it, if his girlfriend was in on it. Everybody's pushing him towards this thing that he clearly is bad at and he's just dumb and kind of lost yeah. in the city and wants to be lamb led to the slaughter but yeah. he's not um yeah that's true yeah it would be better if he was really like yeah he's not really that good at this he's right. clearly missing a lot of cool shots and taking bad yes. shots and oh. all this but people are encouraging him to keep going with him be like yeah you should go deeper into the subway right yeah, yeah. exactly I, and the like the thing is yeah like so many times like he yeah he gets a shot well from from his actual like print out prints of of his his shots, we don't see the shot that he shows to Brooke Shields, which that ain't what he's because he but... didn't he didn't take that shot. Somebody no, else took uh-huh. that shot, but it, that looks good. But the thing is, he has he had so many opportunities to get a shot with this like perfect symmetry of like this guy holding a knife in in his right hand and on his right his two buddies have this woman cornered and on the left there's nothing and there's freedom and he has this this perfectly great picture right in front of him doesn't take it just points out the camera could have got a picture of him noticing the camera the fate look on his face noticing the camera that would have been a huge interesting sort of like dichotomy between the guys in the back not knowing about the camera him knowing about the camera like that's interesting but again he doesn't get that shot he he follows (laughs) benny jones into the the butcher he gets a shot when benny jones turns around doesn't get the shot when benny jones walks toward him with a knife better shot just don't understand this guy is terrible at this <laughs> dude i also don't understand why when he was in the meat packing plant vinnie jones is coming after him with a knife why didn't he just yell to the meat plant there's a man who's going to kill me i'm with new a knife here. yes what's happened unless everybody at this meat plant I is think in they on are. the job they are and that's the thing is this movie does not do a good job of uh, expanding and and like i i'm fine with no exposition fully explaining the secret society but yeah. show us that there is a secret society like give us that and 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 it does that a little but it, it should have been more vast it should have been a much because again as i said this is the fourth leading cause of death in, in new york city <laughs> in 2008 <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a big problem for this the is city a big problem for the city it would make all the sense of the world if there's this huge vast conspiracy that he just doesn't know about and he's he's this rube who comes into town to pick take pictures of the city and they set him up you know they lead him down this path where he becomes this butcher because the old butcher is dying i mean yeah makes all the sense okay. in the world let's talk about this because this is something i noticed about the movie that i thought was kind of strange is that we we do have Leon who's kind of at the center of this and is slowly going crazy and getting uh, obsessed with uh, with Meat Man, with Meat Train Man, right. the Meat Train Master Man. Uh-huh. He's like getting obsessed with this whole thing and he's he's talking about the train logs and he's going crazy. He is like fully on board to be like, I want to become the next Meat Man. I want to quick. be the Meat yeah. Man. Yeah, he's, and that's before he even meets the monsters right. and finds out why there's a Meat Man. Right, he's on board. <laughs> he's on board. Meets the monsters. That doesn't slow him down. He's Not like, oh, there's some monsters, I guess. 
Wild. <laughs> oh, there's monsters with this job, too? That's fucking crazy, dude. I mean, I was already signed up, but yeah. that's a perk. Now I know about the monsters. <laughs> that's yeah, great. Midnight meat monsters are just a little, you know, cherry <laughs> on top of the Sunday. Midnight meat monsters. Ooh. They're playing at the Troubadour this Friday. You know what? Mm-hmm. Opening for Monster Magnet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Monster Magnet couldn't make it. Fuck. <laughs> But seriously, it seems like he was way on board to go ahead and become Meat Man before he even learned about this in the last 10 minutes of the movie, where it's like, oh, the reason we do this is because there's these monsters, and we have to keep the balance in check. You're the Meat Man. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, all right, cool. What is this ancient secret? What the fuck is this about? Well, yeah, the the story does a better job of explaining that these are... Humans who are prolonging their life through this like eldritch ritual, and there's an abomination that they worship, etc. And they need to eat these people to survive their extra long lives, etc. So why can't they just eat damn brofu? You know, uh, you know or what? To- you know, tofu, maybe brofu, any of it. Maybe they didn't listen to that episode. If maybe they didn't, you know what? Maybe they listened to this episode. Let's talk about brofu. Brofu. There's brofu. no semen in it that's no, the good it's thing the about only it. bean curd protein yeah. replacement guaranteed mm-hmm. to contain no cum from a man because <laughs> this movie this guy takes tofu to a diner to have uh, dr taub uh cook it next to all the meat so mm-hmm. he, it's not that he's a vegetarian because that's not even vegetarian. <laughs> hey, it's like t- yeah, cooking it's, it's tofu clearly in, in meat juices, beef fat yeah. is sure. just a great way to cook tofu, but it's not vegetarian. So, like, what? What is his point? I just don't even get. Like, so it's just here's the thing to show him I change. I don't know. This is showing us his his deeply buried psychological bend to be a gay man because he's eating tofu right which which, as we know is not guaranteed to not have (laughs) coming good point you know so this is clive barker writing a gotta get a little like brofu into this conversation because yes the tofu that he's putting on to the grill could very well have could human sperm inside of it and therefore Uh if you were to eat it yeah, you would suddenly be like, well, I guess I am now a gay man. Yeah, exactly. And that's yep. why Clyde Barker wrote this as a closeted man who Closet. deeply wants to get on the meat train. <laughs> He's, okay, that, this is all making sense now. So that's why he dick yeah, stabbed why. Leslie Bibb three times. Because yes. he, yes. he was like, I just want this to be over with. Oh, yes. okay. Huh. It's all actually kind of coming together now. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense in relation to bro food. <laughs> yeah. When you look at it that way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that like there there is something because like the the scene where she wants him to take her picture and he can't because he keeps thinking about the meat man, like yeah, and he sees the boobies and he's like, no, no, no boobies, yeah, and I mean essentially him. the he camera is him. a representation of his dick in that scene and it don't work so yeah he's not shooting yeah i mean maybe you know? there is that element here or at least there was some semblance of that element and it just doesn't really come through. actually you know knowing <laughs> knowing clive barker we might not right be that's what i'm basic. saying is I, i'm i'm <laughs> yeah why would clive barker not be writing again about you know uh, a gay man it's, it's, it's his experience but I, think, I mean, he's there, and he's like, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I think 
uh, there, there's definitely something to that because his obsession with the this butcher guy, it it starts almost immediately. Like he sees him come up out of the subway and he is just enamored, and he Dude, follows he him. Is. And even though the guy like approaches him, this the big scary guy turns around on him. He's just like. I, I wanted to take your picture. I don't know why I do these things. And it's like, yeah, what? Okay. Yeah, That's a totally. little like vulnerable for the moment. <laughs> like, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, and, and his Mayan girlfriend is automatically <laughs> like, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> she does. She does give him. That is exactly what happens. Essentially. She gives him a, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. And in four years, the world will end. And it's weird that she mentions yeah, it's, that. It's, <laughs> it's weird that, you know, Clive Barker, who is usually so great at writing female <laughs> characters. Well, you know. I mean, he's fine. I, I, you know, I have, I've read a good bit of Clive Barker. I, and he, he definitely doesn't tend to focus on women in most of his stories. I think he's fine. I, I I would not attribute anything in this screenplay to Clive Barker. This is mm-hmm. Jeff Bueller's baby here because there's a lot that is added and changed and 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 whatnot. And a lot of the the angle in this just feels like it was fleshed out to make it a movie without fleshing it out to make everything make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like yeah. he read this story and was like, "Okay, you know, I, I could tell that story in like sixty pages. So how do we make this work?" <laughs> and so you just write all this other stuff and don't really flesh out the more interesting things, uh, and that's what we would really want. But the things that are good are good, and those things I, I like a lot. Anytime Benny Jones is hammering people, great. Hammer time, man. Uh huh. Okay, is it good because the gore is really bad? Well, the the CGI is the the God, the CG's so bad, man. The, the practical, practical stuff, stuff is, is good. good. Though. Yes, that's good. So, and there's a lot of practical stuff. I do. I wish that when he smashed in Ted Raimi's face, that it had been a practical effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been way better. But. Also, those monsters at the end largely looked practical, and they were great. That was those did was look good. awesome, man. But and again, here's where the, here's where the butts come in. Yeah, it's like those did CGI, look awesome. Yes, but yeah. then you just have these like totally wackadoo. It's my first movie, and I'm gonna try everything that I can. Camera angles where it's like spinning upside down to look in the pool of glossy red paint cgi blood so i can see the face reflected in it and then like the camera's just doing these wacky ass moves that are not necessary whatsoever some of them almost feel like this was supposed to be a 3d movie right you got these eyeballs (laughs) shooting out at the camera and shit like was this 3d what was uh, i don't think so because this had an issue where so the um the release of this is odd like It's a Lionsgate thing, and uh, it was released only to dollar theaters, about a hundred screens, and then dollar theaters. Are you serious? Yeah, and then uh, they they planned for a quick release on DVD. So 
when you see it made 3.5 million in the box office it's like well that's pretty impressive for being released in a hundred dollar theaters like yeah for real <laughs> um so yeah there was apparently some deal with the the president of Lionsgate at the time really only wanting to push movies where he had a producing credit um and i bet he was more of a midday tofu man is what he was <laughs> midday tofu car yeah probably so but yeah i i think that like the this movie even though it has all its issues i think people would talk about it more if it had actually gotten a wide release because there's a lot of people in here that are of note um i think it is one that i've overlooked a lot because i just didn't like the poster but it's not so terrible like it all the things we're saying are true but i still liked it i still like because it grossed me out so much this movie had so many things that grossed me out the the fucking things on uh the the killer's chest the butcher's chest those barnacle bill oh god oh i had to look away what the fuck was that so that's the thing it was effective and gross and totally yeah. made my like toes curl when he takes his but shirt why? off and he's why got these like happen <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like question. it's bad enough he's covered in these barnacle things yeah uh and he cuts them off and he stores them in jars some fucking why? gin or something yeah why, like, in, why in, in his medicine them? cabinet i don't know yeah like i Again, that's not even remotely touched on or explained in the movie no. whatsoever. Also, Why is he getting these things? Like, do you get a sickness from killing people on the meat train? Well, What's going on here? I yeah, I got the, I got the idea. Like, the movie doesn't make this clear, and in fact, the characters seem to think that Vinnie Jones has been the butcher since the beginning. But it just seems like it's a, you know, people take over after the devastation of doing it which i see i'm assuming that is what it was is that some sort of sickness from being this whatever it is but this movie doesn't indicate that anything happens to turn you into the butcher other than no nothing supernatural removed. seems to well no he doesn't get his heart removed he gets his tongue ripped out so oh he's yeah silent. tongue removed sorry yeah <laughs> but like otherwise nothing supernatural seems to be going on with vinnie jones's character mahogany not a fucking uh. name unless you are a goddamn int okay <laughs> Unless mahogany. you are an ant, you are not called mahogany. Mm-hmm. Come the fuck off it! That pissed me off when they said his name was mahogany. Yeah, so fucking stupid. It is. So though. it doesn't seem like there's anything supernatural going on with this guy at all. I mean, he has people strength. He has to use a huge hammer to whack these people with. Uh, fucking Rampage Jackson puts on a pretty yeah. good fight with him. He does. Like, he's that not supernatural cool. at all. Yeah. It. it yes. That. That was an What's interesting moment because Rampage Jackson is supposed to be like guardian angel type character or whatever. Like he's cleaning up the subway from crime, but he just starts shit with this guy immediately. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Why? It's not really cleaning up for crime. It's, it's just being a dick. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they have a pretty good fight, which also kind of seems ill-advised to me that like you show pretty early on that the character we're seeing who's doing all this other killing like well he's vulnerable 
like really vulnerable honestly like anybody mm-hmm. could take him out if they just like planned on it um so yeah i i i don't know but maybe because what happens in that scene is that we do find out he's clearly ill right because he like yeah he's got this cough yeah exactly yeah that that happens but like why not show that in a scene against a weaker opponent you know like where somebody is downed but then that happens because having having that happen against an opponent who should rightfully be able to fight back is like well you've just made it look like like the only thing that happened here was he his weird illness stopped him from just absolutely decimating this guy so it's like okay is he that powerful or is he super weak like we, we really don't get don't know yeah <laughs> like Not I, sure. I and then like when he fights bradley cooper it's like okay he's he's weak this is a photographer that's a cool fight too it's by a the cool way. fight I, I enjoyed that fight a lot it's but brutal. where did bradley cooper get any skills to beat this where guy did he get fight skills yeah. dude. i was saying the same fucking thing again unless it is some kind of supernatural influence of when the old meat man is going down the new meat man gets some fight powers from the fucking ashtray devil things that live under the city like i i don't fucking know um not clearly explained whatsoever and it also kind of tries to make us feel like there is still some humanity in vinnie jones character where we see Mm -hmm. him you know he's waiting in the subway alone for the train to show up and then those kids sell him some candy bars and he buys it like there's some level of humanity still there with this guy, but when it seems like uh, Leon is turning into the meat man, he's like crazy schizoid, you know, lunatic guy who's like devoid of emotion or something. I don't know what they're trying to say. Like, what is the quality of being the meat man? I don't know. It really, I don't like, either. yeah, like it would seem to me, like, since, uh, uh, you know, Leon is so interested in it that the idea would be that just a certain person is picked by this society because of, you know, the way that they are and they're easily manipulated or whatever to, yeah. to become this character because the burden of doing it and working for these creatures causes this illness uh, to each butcher, then we would supposedly i would guess feel sympathetic toward that character right right but yeah. then that just kind of like undermines everything that happened before like we're again i'm saying like are is this guy supposed to be weak is he supposed to be someone we're we're worried about like are we supposed to care for him the butcher that's killing everybody because that's not clear it's like they're trying to do that but also not going deep enough into that i i know yeah and, dude, let's also talk about the, the necessity of the so-called butcher here. Uh-huh. Because you're talking about him serving these underworld masters, which I, I guess if they didn't get enough man meat to eat, they would, like, go above ground and kill everyone or something. It's right. kind of implied yeah. with. Uh-huh. But at the same time, this guy has to go totally, like, Dad, Dad will you cut my meat for me? He's got to, like, remove the toenails and the teeth and stuff off of these things. Otherwise, the little beasties can't eat all their fucking dinner. Yeah, he has to remove three How mean are these things? things? Toenails, teeth, and eyes. They don't like those things, I guess. They can't eat the squishy bits? What's uh, the matter with them? There's probably but, a lot of good collagen and well, stuff Well, they're going to eat a lot of other squishy bits. Like, he's, he's like the... He, he's as a butcher he's not doing enough work 
No. And how bad are these fucking creature things? How bad are they, really? Well, they I mean they they want they eat people. They eat six people a night at least, so for yeah, bleeding like, cause they of death in New York City. <laughs> I like, don't know. We couldn't we couldn't handle them otherwise. I think we could probably fucking handle them. Listen, if you go in and like threaten your average fucking bodega worker in New York City, you're going to get your fucking teeth knocked in sure i'm pretty sure new york could handle these things yeah and that's the thing that again like not having this larger eldritch uh you know like god of some sort being the the root cause of everything makes it all not really make a lot of sense right because it's like yeah these things we'll just take a gun take a gun down there probably take them all out wasn't There's not that of, many of them. Yeah, there weren't a lot of them. <laughs> Probably just take them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need then, like, there's a reason why they have power. Like, some other larger abomination is, is empowering them and, of course, giving them the ability to take us all out if we don't give them six dead people a night. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, which brings to mind this question. Right here. Let me ask you this, because we, we've already established it is not the midnight meat train. It's a 2 a.m. meat train. That's what it is. Right. Therefore, does that make the people that are on it the midnight meat? They're the midnight meat uh-huh. on the train. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the little monsters have to have a little snacky at midnight. That's what I'm saying. Oh, they're like opposite Mogwai. Yes, you they must have to eat feed after, midnight. after midnight. Right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Get so them real wet. All the bodies, they're the midnight meat. <laughs> I think uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, you're right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean this this you know, we've we've talked about a lot of negatives. I like the practical effects, I like the kills and stuff. Uh, I like I like the hammer as a weapon. He mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. like throws it at one point, like Thor, and that's pretty cool. I find the kills kind of repetitive. Honestly, they are. It's though. like yeah. when I when I I see a moment in the movie where it's it's uh, Vinnie Jones and one person on a train. I could have paused it at any time and been like, "Bet you a hundred dollars they're gonna get hammered," <laughs> and they do. <laughs> they did. They did get every hammered, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there was this above ground kind of melodrama story going on, and then it's like, "Uh oh, cut to the subway. What's gonna happen? Hammer!" <laughs> over and over and over. It's like this rhythm that the movie was in, and it's like I know what's gonna happen. He's yeah. gonna hammer them, and they do. Yeah, and I they I, get hammered. I think, like honestly, I. I, I don't have much more to say about it because it, it really is. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Oh, you got I something do. to say? Okay. Let's oh, hear I it. got several things to say. Let's hear okay? them. Okay. All right. For one, we got this art buyer lady, Susan Hoff, uh-huh. I think was her name in the movie. Susan, Su- Susan Hoff, yeah. Completely unbelievable considering she was clearly Brooke Shields. Obviously, yeah, that was Brooke Shields. That's true. Yeah. Not like, believable. First of all, if you're going to try to hide out as Brooke Shields, don't just take Susanna Hoff's name and take two yeah. letters off. That's not no, going to work. Uh-uh. Everybody's no, going to be no. like, why is Brooke Shields pretending to be Susanna Hoff's? Uh-huh. The singer of, uh, was it Pretenders? <laughs> the Bangles. The Bangles. There we go. I get those two mixed up. But like, clearly, obviously, that's Brooke Shields. And also, clearly, this movie absolutely ripping off the plot of the santa claus i'm just saying 
Oh my god, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus. You got this guy who's uh-huh. going down the rabbit hole. Nobody believes him uh-huh. about the fucking magical man that he's found. Right. You kill the man, you become the man. Uh-huh. Um, that's the Santa Claus. That's the Santa Claus. <laughs> this is this is the Santa Claus Five, I guess. Midnight <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, and you ride on a magical vehicle. Hmm. Okay, good point. You know what? <laughs> and those monsters kind of could be reindeer, maybe. What Maybe. if one of them had a glowing red nose? That oh, would have been hilarious. He lights the way. <laughs> Clearly, obviously, ripped off from the Santa Claus. Wow. That's all I have to say about this movie. I didn't think about it. The uh, the mixed tones of the movie were a problem for me, where there was this weird melodramatic yeah, okay, yeah. relationship drama. We do have drama. to talk about this. Yeah. Then there was the the violent parts that were so over the top, it seemed like they were going for comedy or... Yeah. As you pointed out when we were talking earlier, like vaguely anime-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there, okay, anime gets away with being melodramatic, being horror, being sci-fi, being all this, and also being able to be silly and comedy and stuff. It gets away with it because there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of like. It's weird. It's anime. It's yeah, it there's is. a lot of... You're already, like, uh, allowing a lot of believability. So, it, it works, and it works sometimes when, you know, use anime inspiration in film. It can You can make that work. This just isn't working, because I what you're talking about, that scene with Ted Raimi is a, a horror comedy scene. There, like, there's, yeah. like, squelchy noises Raimi, and dude. slips and... Silly, yeah. But it's, yeah, it said Ramy, so that's you know, that makes sense. Like maybe the director uh, is just thinking like you know, uh, Sam Sam Ramy normally has a lot of like silly stuff, so you know maybe we throw that in in this Ted Ramy scene, and it's like okay, but then it'll impart the humor and vibe it, that we're trying yeah. to instill, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, where's it doesn't that in the really. Rest of the movie? <laughs> yeah, and I it, think that there's probably like a secret website out there on the dark web that you can go to that's like killedtedramey.com and it's just an, a website where you can submit a form to be like hey Ted I'm making a movie you want to die in it <laughs> and it'll be like yes absolutely man that's great <laughs> yeah uh, I, I think Ryuhei uh, Kitamura who who directed this before this he had done like several manga adaptations and stuff mm-hmm. like I, I I just feel like uh, you know he he's bringing a good vibe to this it just doesn't all come together i would love for this to be even more anime like it has a lot of cool anime shots like the vinnie jones over the shoulders shots all the time great they're they're cool but it it just never it doesn't go hard enough into it i guess maybe is what i'm saying is if it leaned even further anime and i'm assuming he just didn't get that much creative control with this because he obviously shot a good picture even though it does have that like 2000s blue and orange vibe it was the fashion of the time right uh he he's he sets up a lot of great shots and whatnot i just i wish it was more like if you're gonna give me that ted Raimi scene with the squelchy slip and all that stuff like give me humor more throughout like give me that throughout so that i'm like okay wait what's this vibe like i mean i'm okay with super dark melodramatic but like anytime the killing starts it gets silly like i'm okay with that but you only do it one time then it doesn't work yeah totally 
So yeah, the tones are weird in this yeah. overall. Like it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to get at what the tone would be. But like when it's when it's dark and uh-huh. grimy and nasty, like at the end of the movie where there's piles of bodies and skulls yeah. and it's like nasty and these dark creatures. I'm like, why didn't they let this guy? do one of the fucking newer Hellraiser movies. Oh, He could yeah. do it. Oh, absolutely. And, and like, I I actually am interested in watching some more of his movies. He, he has a Versus movie. Versus is sick, yeah. Yeah, he, he has a movie called, um, yeah, Versus that you, you just mentioned that is, like, a zombie action film that it sounds interesting to me. And yeah. I, I, I certainly w- do not walk away from this thinking, oh, this was not well-directed. Uh, it's not well scripted. It it clearly has good actors and stuff. I don't even I don't even think the script is entirely to blame. It's maybe just that no one should have looked at that script and said we're ready to go. Like yeah, there yeah, should right. have been some rewrites to just tighten everything up and make every all these little dangling threads they have come together to be an interesting intense type of story yeah well and even speaking of those dangling threads i feel like this movie has maybe a little bit of messaging in it about about the class system and serving overlords where we have Mm -hmm. you know above ground we have leon who is this aspiring photographer that ends up trying to work for these elite, you know, trying to work for these people that are buying these expensive pieces of art and these gallery exhibitors. And he ends up treating his subjects more like objects than he does people. He just takes photographs of people, even in dangerous situations without their permission, without any kind of consent in the name of pleasing his art world overlords. And then beneath ground, we have, Vinnie Jones, who is killing these people on these trains, literally as meat for these beasts. Uh-huh. And then they kind of meet in the middle, I suppose, whenever Leon starts to crave meat and want to become the meat man. I think there is some kind of commentary on like power and class structure here, but it doesn't oh, yeah. seem all that important to the story. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, we see him early on, you know, as, as I said, uh, you know, handing the tofu to the guy at the at the diner to to cook on on the grill top alongside the meat, like he, it's like he's hungry in the beginning, you know, but he's not reaching out to eat, and that mm-hmm. that's kind of like Brooke Shields when she's you know pretending to be that other person. Uh, yeah, <laughs> badly. It's kind of what Brooke Shields is saying to him is that he's he's not really consuming the subject, and that's that's what he learns to do. And on that journey, he you know becomes just like voraciously interested in meat and stuff like that. And then you know, as, as we said, the dick stabbing sex and all that stuff. Like he's. He's actually indulging his hunger. Finally, you know he's he's following subjects to take their picture and stuff, which isn't exactly cool. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's not not really uh, ethical type of of photography. But he he's really going after it because he wants this so bad. But it turns out, in fact, what he's pursuing is a completely different job. That story mm-hmm. is interesting. It's just that the the movie does such a poor job of really laying out that that's his arc. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. 
Yeah, there's there's cool things, and then there's just so much stuff that is underdeveloped, unexplained, downright confusing. Yeah, I mean, especially the fucking cutting the barnacles off and putting them in yeah. jars. Yeah, like, it was why? gross as hell, though. It, it really was effective. But but considering that all it was there for is just gross out effect, what was it for? I mean, it could have had him fucking in his bathroom cutting out an ingrown toenail. And yeah, it absolutely. Had the same no, you're effect. right. It would have grossed me out yeah. and had no effect on anything. Yeah, but it does have some really good gross moments. <laughs> like when yeah. they rip through the Achilles <laughs> tendon of that, like, Ooh. you know, oh, gosh. And when he's p- pulling out the teeth and the fingernails. Those, those oh, yeah. are really good, effective horror moments. And and that's what, like, that's my takeaway from this is that the, the you know, uh, the director... And the makeup effects uh, crew did a good job of doing what they were asked to do. What they were asked to do wasn't great. And that's the problem. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So it's going to be one of those things that, yeah, I I don't know that I'll ever uh, go back to it. But if I were ranking Clive Barker adaptations, this one's not that far down. I, I suppose think. there's worse. There's, you know? there's a lot of worse. There's a lot of worse. I've definitely seen movies that were way less tolerable than this. I was never exactly bored. Right. But I was also never like, what the fuck is going on? This is so fucking sick. Like, it was like, it's a movie and it's on. There's weird things <laughs> Those happening, are I guess. accurate statements about. <laughs> like, yeah, right? yeah I, I love how like really listening to us talk about this movie you'd be like i don't know how they felt about it and that's pretty yeah t- true to how i feel about it i don't know how i felt about it like there were times when i was like this is great and then other times where i was like what why are you doing this yeah yeah, yeah. I think you're right though. If you if you made this entire movie with Charlie Day as Leon, oh yeah, and the entire thing was more wackadoo and anime, and maybe like if Guillermo del Toro directed it, yeah, ten, it would work. Let's, it would fucking work. Let's just talk for a second, folks. I just I need to talk about my Charlie Day theory here. Let's just Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. Fine, Charlie Day Fine. as Rocket Raccoon. You can Ten. hear it right now. You can hear it, and it's great. And it's yes. great. Oh, my yep. God. Come Opposite on. Jennifer Lawrence and Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. Would have been more manic and crazy. And absolutely probably way more chemistry, the two of them. Yes. Oh, they, yeah, because yeah, Charlie, Charlie's great, and she's great. They would. Have, I'm not that Bradley Cooper's not great. I'm just saying he doesn't have the same energy, and I I'm just want it now. I, want I don't them. know how you found this connection, but it's real. <laughs> it's, it's very real. It's very real. Like, just look at a picture of them side by side. It's like, oh, okay. I see what he's like. It, seriously, it it looks like if Glenn Howerton, who, play, who plays, uh, you know, uh, fucking Dennis, and, and Charlie had a baby, it's Bradley Cooper. Ooh, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So, I'm yeah. even thinking about like in um, is it isn't Bradley Cooper in Wedding Crashers as like the Chode guy? Yeah, he's good. He's getting that. Yeah, <laughs> but like if that was Charlie Day and he'd be was even this better. over the top yes. asshole, yes. it'd be even more great. <laughs> I'm just saying, Hollywood, listen to me. Put Charlie Day in any role. If Bradley Cooper passes, call Charlie Day. And call Charlie. By, by the time you've done that two times, you'll stop calling Bradley Cooper. You'll just call Charlie Day first. 
Dude, his name in the Wedding Crashers is Sack Lodge. Just Charlie Dane Sack Lodge? Are you kidding? I love it. It's better. It's like it's, it's so much better. It's just better. Not that Bradley's bad in it. He's no, great playing yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Like when I came up with this, it's like I'm not I'm not mad at Bradley Cooper. No. I just think Charlie Day is he, he's the full package when you're yeah. going for what Bradley Cooper often does. Yeah. Yeah. He could probably do it better. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, man. I think you're right. Damn, it's hard to rate this one. What kind of a number are you thinking about? Well, okay, so like, uh, uh, let's just you know, middle of the road autopsy of Jane Doe. Autopsy of Jane Doe is a better picture. I uh, think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, but I think this is better than a lot of things that I've given, say a three, three and a half. So I'm I'm leaning towards like four plus, like four four and a half maybe, but four four, four sounds right. Yeah, it's, I think I'm in the four range. It's not terrible. It's not going to make you angry that you watch it, I don't think. I wasn't but, pissed that I'd watched yeah. it. Like I was I was honestly kind of excited to watch this and because uh, my good buddy uh, Brandon, you know, he loved this movie. He yeah. was so mm-hmm. excited back in the day about this flick and like we, we always wanted to watch it together and yeah. just never found the time. But he was always like, oh man, you need to watch Midnight Meat Train. And yeah. watching this movie like made me a little bit sentimental because every time the the camera did some like ridiculous over the top like you didn't have to do it that way kind right. of camera move i was just like man i bet brandon, brandon loved, loved that, that. Shit, yeah <laughs> brandon, yeah. brandon just he loved stuff that was just weird for the sake of being weird yeah. not even necessarily good but he'd be like yeah but you've never seen something like that before right, right. like no brandon i've not it yeah. also doesn't make it good but he just, he loved that kind of shit so yeah it was kind of sentimental for me watching this knowing that brandon liked it and seeing why he liked yeah. it the way that he did but overall eh, i think Forestville is where this lives for me yeah i i think also like you know when we're talking about this in context of 2008 this would in 2008 if i had seen this i probably would have been a little bit That's higher unique. on it yeah because it's more unique for the year it's but true. looking back on it <laughs> at this point even if i had seen it then i would be like yeah but in comparison to so many other much better movies yeah it's not that great exactly there's that yeah. butt again man yeah, yeah exactly there's a butt just keeps coming up the midnight butt train. The midnight this is. butt train. All aboard. Midnight butt train. <laughs> Going anywhere. <laughs> you know? Just a meat train boy. Yeah, he's leaving on that midnight train <laughs> butts <film. laughs> That's it, man. So let us know what you guys think about the, the midnight meat rain over on our Facebook group that you can join and hang out with us on. Uh, as well as our other social media accounts, which you guys can find using our Linktree page. Mm-hmm. It's also where you can find our Patreon, where you can give us money papers. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. That's right. You uh, head on over there, become a patron on uh, any level. You get access to the Hell Rankers episodes. It's going to be a Critters Hell Ranker up there if it's if it's not already. Um, and if you become a patron on $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl like Brandon, Brandon Lesur did. And guess what? Then we talk about the movie, and maybe we give it Sometimes a four. Shit on it. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, hope you liked it. I do not regret watching this in any way. I, I think yeah. I'm glad that I got a little more like Clive Barker adaptation. Uh, you know that that that's cool. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. But we 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 uh, throw your movie in the smoke bowl. We draw the movie. We talk about the movie. Go do it.
Yep, do the thing. And be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be talking about one that was on a lot of people's lists for best horror flicks of 2023, but somehow neither of us it. have ever yeah. seen it. Yeah. Never seen it. But I've seen people in our Facebook group talking about how great it is and that it's apparently real good and fucked up, isn't it? I'm excited. Yeah. We're going to watch When Evil Lurks, uh, which is currently streaming on Shudder, if, if you got yeah. that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited because... Uh, I, I did get a lot of people saying that they really liked it, and I, man, 2023, we talked about it, uh, while it wasn't as strong as 2022, did have some some, some good bangers, for sure, and yeah, I, I, totally. I, I don't want to have missed any, so I'm excited to watch this one. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes while the Netflix fucks my daughter. Shit, man. <laughs> Look at you. Well, we'll find out about it next week. Hopefully it'll deturb us and uh, freak us out down to our bony bits. We'll find out and be the judge on the next episode of Dead and Lovely, where I'll be Uncle Ben. I'll be Uncle We'll be Dead and Lovely. We'll see you guys next time. Choo-choo. Bye, 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 Come choo. on, ride that train. The meat and train. Ride Come on, <laughs> Why ride that train. Why did they not put that it's song in here? Train. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> If it you feel that. like slaughter, come on, get on <laughs> right the there. train. Mm-hmm. Choo, choo. <laughs> or, you know, you could do fucking Guns N' Roses. Riding on a meat train. <laughs> on a Hammering meat train. on a Ted Raimi. <laughs> Listen. Could be good. Where were we earlier with all these song parodies? Come on. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're waiting on us. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. So, uh, I want to introduce you to a new character of mine. Oh, okay. I'm excited. A new character. Uh-huh. Okay. His name is Garsh Brooks. Garsh Brooks? Uh-huh. Well, so I not got Garth friends in low places. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I see where this is going here. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. like a, a goofy. Yeah. Yeah, it's Garth Goofy Brooks. singing Garth Brooks, and of course, he falls off of a cliff in the midst of singing this song. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very yep. comical. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. That's it. Garth that's Brooks. that's Garth Brooks. <laughs> I wonder what his uh, his like goth alter ego is going to be though. Oh boy, Chris Garsh. <laughs> Chris Garsh. He doesn't even hide it well because it is Goofy. <laughs> Hi y'all, it's me, Chris Garsh. Only said of that the hoops, it's crying, so it's like I've never heard Chris Gaines. Does it slap? I don't know. I couldn't name you one song. I couldn't I couldn't even begin to imagine what any of that stuff sounded like. I bet it's just like he's got it's just the same thing as Garth Brooks. I was gonna say Goth Brooks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The same thing as Garth Brooks. It's just he's singing about having friends in low places, but you know, they're they're also goth instead of like also being, you know, country. (laughs) (laughs) Just other goth people. Yeah. I can see why he didn't take off when he put it that way. That's less interesting. (laughs) It's, yeah, a whiny version 
of I got friends in low places not. Now, see, it would have worked the other way around, though. Because oh, for if sure. it would have been Garth Brooks singing about my goth friends in low places, <laughs> then we would have been talking. It's a song about his my goth, goth friends. My goth friends in low places. <laughs> 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 Garth Brooks also fell off the cliff. Turns out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It happens. It happens. <laughs> and he, he sounds like he sounds like Goofy when he does that. No. 